possibilities. The Palace Theatre, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday morning, and welcome to Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and uh, happy to be here every first and third Friday morning of the month to share with you some fun things, of course, that are going on at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut, but also talk to you about some other things you might find of interest, and uh, whether it's a celebrity we get to interview, which is always fun, or things uh, going on at other arts organizations, some lifestyle information, food. We we try to cover a whole range of things that we think will be interesting to you. And uh, I think by the feedback we get that it has been. So thank you very much for that. We have so much going on today. So I want to remind people about one thing that is happening um, beginning uh, next week. So it's the 23rd through the 25th. There's been all over the media, social media, uh, all kinds of organizations helping to promote our Give Local event that uh, 36-hour giving event that's happening uh, uh, next week. It's, of course... Uh, an initiative that was established by the Connecticut Community Foundation, which serves uh, not only our greater Waterbury region, but the Litchfield Hills as well, uh, Litchfield area. So it's a widespread opportunity for uh, people to show their philanthropy and for organizations to benefit. And why this is so cool is because, and we have to thank not only Connecticut Community Foundation, but the ION Bank Foundation for uh, partnering on this initiative. It's cool because the donations you make during this 36-hour period that Give Local is Live is, is matched. So your, your contribution is so much more impactful to the organizations you care about. And you can be specific and, and donate to the organization that means the most to you. And, of course, the Palace Theater, being a nonprofit organization, uh, our, our local nonprofit performing arts center, we are participating. And we have a kind of a fun uh, thing planned on uh, the kickoff day, the 23rd of Give Local, and that is we are inviting you to stop by uh, between 2 and 4 p.m. to, not the Palace, but our neighbor, Starbucks, the brand new Starbucks that's uh, right next, a few doors down from the Palace, and we're going to host an opportunity for you to give right then and there. Uh, we'll bring our, our uh, iPads and be all set to take your donation, and as an added perk, when you make that donation, you get that added perk <laughs> at Starbucks. I hope I hope that made sense. Um, we will have our, our charming CEO, Frank Tavera, on hand to chat with, ask questions about the theater, you know, how we do things there. So you make a donation and uh, Frank uh, will be on hand to talk to you. And Starbucks is even going to give you a free cup of their coffee, their Pikes Peak coffee. So um, so um, I think it's all good. It's all a way to 
say where you're happy to be participating this, of course, and to work with our neighboring business, Starbucks, who's new on the block, new kid on the block, and um, just get help get the word out, not only about what we do, but about this Give Local opportunity. So that is on the 23rd when it kicks off, and you know, come on down to uh, chat with Frank, make your donation uh, to the Palace Theater, hopefully, uh, and uh, and you know, enjoy a free cup of Starbucks coffee. So that's uh, what's going on locally. Now, I wanted to also mention, and it's no, I have a dear friend who always says to me, Sherry, you know, there are no coincidences in life. And she is so right. And um, my dear, that dear friend is Joyce DeCesar, by the way, who uh, I adore and has been a good, good friend for many, many, many years. So anyway, the coincidence here is that I think most of us who are paying attention at all know that this Sunday is Earth Day. And this is not a new event. We've been uh, having Earth Days for the last, I don't know, 40 years now. I remember Earth Day when I was in high school. So, of course, I'm aging myself or giving my age away now. But anyway, Um, but Earth Day is an opportunity for people who want to show their concern uh, for the environment, for the, the this earth that we all share in living here, um, to act. Mm, I think it's a wonderful idea. I just would say that we need to remember that Earth Day should be every day. And when I look around sometimes at how people don't um, appreciate our Earth and uh, take care of it, that saddens me. And I don't understand it. But anyway, but today we're going to talk to two people who do care about our environment very, very much. And uh, with me in studio this morning, I'm excited to introduce to you a very uh, a magnetic personality here that I've just met, and that is C.J. May, or in his other guy, Cyril the Sorcerer, who is our recycling coordinator for the city of Waterbury. Did I get your title correct? Yes, refuse recycling coordinator. I work on both halves, the okay. salt shaker and the pepper shaker, so to speak. <laughs> All right, so welcome, C.J. Thank you. Thank you, and um, like I said, there's no coincidence. You're coming here was total serendipity. We didn't plan for you to be here on the Friday of Earth Day weekend. Some things just happen. Some things do just happen. And also with us in studio, and again, this was planned, and this is because CJ was going to be with us, I thought it's a perfect time to highlight something that has been going on at the Palace Theater um, in our efforts to um, be conscious about the environment and and be responsible. Cycling. So with us in studio is a wonderful young woman that I've actually seen grow up uh, because her dad is the chief production officer at the Palace Theater. So I want to welcome, and that's Dave Flowers, I want to welcome his wonderful young daughter, um, 14, right? Yeah. Uh, Viola Flowers. So Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. And the reason Viola is here is because she came up with a solution to all the water bottles that we consume or that our patrons consume when they come to see shows at the theater. And again, we, you know, wanted to uh, show that we cared about uh 
you know, the environment and taking care of it. And so, um, Vi, you came up with an idea, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I think it's logical to start with CJ because um, the big you have the big picture. You are recycling coordinator for the city, refuse and recycling, but we're going to focus, I think, on recycling. So talk to us a little bit about your vision, what you do, and why we should care. Oh, you got a big question, but I'll try yes. to keep it, because I want to hear Viola's story, because I think she's a perfect example of why we are making such success here in Waterbury. It's because so many people care so deeply, and everybody has a different take on it, and they make a difference in their own way. And so she is making a difference at the palace with your cans and bottles. Uh, what I'm trying to do is to help all those people out there who, who may not have the opportunity like Vi, uh, but want to recycle at their homes. And the primary reason I think I was hired about three years ago was because Waterbury recognized it had a, a low recycling rate, and big cities often do. But Waterbury decided to do something about it. And Waterbury, Kudos to Waterbury. Waterbury uh, negotiated for many years to receive a zero interest loan from the closed loop fund of uh, several million dollars to help us purchase new recycling carts to replace the small and antiquated orange bins that were very 1990s, but they're not 2018. Uh, and to also purchase the new trucks to replace the aging trucks in our fleet, but also to have them be modernized so they're better for the workers as well as be able to pick up the new carts. And so we purchased 32,000 recycling carts. Most of those have already gone out to household residents. Uh, and the new trucks are in I've practice. I've got mine. And, and, well, thank you, Sherry. And thanks to all of your listeners out there, because all of you out there who are listening, who are participating in the recycling program, are saving Waterbury more than $7,000 a month. Uh, oh. We spend 2.2 million taxpayer dollars a year taking trash and driving it to Bristol and burning it in Bristol. And you're not just burning up your trash and your recyclables if you send it to Bristol, you're burning up taxpayer dollars. But if you take those same cans, bottles, papers, and even pizza boxes now, and you put them in that new green recycling cart with the yellow lid, you're making money for Waterbury. So. I love it. Our, our country is so divided these days, politically. Yes. And I love it when I can walk into a room and it's probably got uh, Republicans and Democrats and independents, and I can say, do you want to earn money or burn money? Ooh. And every one of them wants to earn money because it's common sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, turning now to Vi, okay, and we'll get back to Cyril because I'm um, CJ, um, because he's got a host of magical things he's going to share with us. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a minute. But Vi, what was it that prompted you to create the recycling program? What, what you know, how did that all come about? So around this time last year, um, I'm president of the National Junior Honor Society at my school. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> and we were looking for ways to raise money to support our charitable endeavors. And I thought, I know that my dad and I, we redeem our bottles at the CW Resources Bottle Shop in Naugatuck, which also employs disabled people. So mm. I thought... Well, maybe a good way to both help the NJHS out and maybe raise some money for us and help the environment maybe start recycling is to try and start a recycling program at the palace because I knew about all the water bottles, all the soda cans and everything that just get thrown away mm -hmm. all the time. So I talked to my dad. He was on board and we just started it from there. 
So <laughs> I'm just blown away, really, to think that a young person um, had such vision, ingenuity, uh, and initiative. And I love the way you brought all the pieces together, the your school's you know, club, or honor society, I should say, who raises money to do some good works. You then went to a resource that is employing people who are disabled, another good work, and then, you know, the palace being a community asset and partner, and it, and it allowed us to solve a problem. Uh, and I just, uh, you know, you are amazing. You, 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 and your, 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 I'm colleagues. Your, your fellow students. Um, I think because there are other people working on this with you at WAMS, and WAMS, by the way, is our Waterbury Arts Magnet School. That's right next door to the Palace, and we love them, and we work with them, and they do wonderful uh, performances on our stage. They just had Memphis two weeks ago, two weekends ago. So, um, so. Your other um, student, other students are working with you on this. Yeah, so the whole organization participates. Uh, right now, it's small. We're getting new members, hopefully soon. Okay. Um, so about we once a month, we empty the bottles and we count them. And there's about ten kids uh, every time we go. And then from there, uh, volunteers from the palace pick up the bottles, bring them to the redemption center, and then we get the funds from them. And with those funds, we do whatever we really want to do. So I remember the beginning of the year with the Florida hurricanes, we actually bought school supplies and we made care packages for the students in Florida and we sent them down. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, listeners, you know, this is the good news. This is the stuff we never read about or hear about. I mean, I, I I did not know that. So you're telling me something new, and I I wanna I wanna be more aware of what you're doing and make sure that we're sharing that good news. Um, and there's other schools too in Waterbury that are doing these uh, initiatives and efforts, and I would love to talk to them and hear from them as well. Um, but Vi, I mean, I'm sitting right upstairs from this happening and did not know about it. So shame on me, but I'm glad to know about it. Now, you must get such a wonderful feeling of satisfaction, you know, knowing you're, you're doing something that makes a difference. Yeah, I do. I like making people happy. That's what makes me happy. Oh, well, CJ, I think you've got a, uh, you've, you wanted to connect with the schools and you have got somebody here that you must connect with. Well, it, it's exactly the right thing. And I've seen this sort of uh, beautiful happening taking place in a number of different schools. And each school has what in the recycling profession would be called a champion. And mm. that if you're going to go into a school and, and if, you, if I walked into a school and said, okay, everybody, you're going to start recycling right now, I've probably made a few enemies and I really haven't addressed it in the right way. But if you walk into a school and you find out, hey, listen, who's really interested in this? Who's doing stuff? And if I had walked into WAMS without Having met Viola today, I you know probably somebody said, "Oh wow, you got to talk to Miss Flowers. She's, I mean, she's she's really doing this stuff." And um, so you find out who's already doing things, and or who 
wants to do it and hasn't been able to. And so she was able to make that connection because she lives in both worlds. She lives in the palace world. She lives in Wham's world. And then she put the two together and was able to connect those with some charitable activities that she knew of. So she was able to put those pieces together. And that's what you want to do because you don't have to, I don't have to recreate the wheel. I try to find what people are doing already. That's great. That's great. Now, I want to zero in a little bit on on your magical side because you have a program actually going on this afternoon at the Waterbury Library on, on uh, Grand Street. And Indeed. Uh, so uh, I'll be doing a performance of Water Wizard and that's a show about water um, and uh, inspired in large part now because I'm working in Waterbury and it's about how we all have the power to take care of our water better and we've been seeing that as people have been bringing back the Naugatuck River uh, but this is a way to share that information with a mixed age audience. It's not for grown it's, it's for kids and their, their uh, families. It's a, a School is out, so people can come by. It'll be at 2 o'clock, and there'll be other activities provided by the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. So we hope this is a way to celebrate Earth Day for people who are out of school. Um, and will you be in your persona of Cyril the Sorcerer? I will be in the wizard costume. And... and uh, <laughs> That, that the wizard costume there, and I, I mentioned to you before, sort of a, an interesting story. When I was getting uh, hired by the mayor, and, and uh, head of public works Dave Simpson brought me to meet the mayor. I hadn't met the mayor before. I wasn't sure if I was going to be asked to, to work for Waterbury, uh, but the mayor said, "Cedar, you've had a long history in recycling. That's good. You 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 worked at Yale University. That's good. Connecticut Recyclers Coalition. The recycling magic shows are great. We want you to get the kids going in schools. Do you want to work for Waterbury?" And I said. Mr. Mayor, I would love to, but you know, when I do these magic shows in the schools, I let my hair down, I wear a wizard costume. Is this going to be okay? And the mayor laughed and he looked at me and said, if you can get these kids to recycle, I don't care what you wear. <laughs> so he really had uh, an open idea to this. And I think he and Dave Simpson and so many other people, including the, the closed loop who funded us, realized you can't just put out a bin and you can't just drive a truck. You have to educate people. You have to win them over. And I think that's the important thing. And I actually love coming on WATR and talking with all of you. I love going to the neighborhood meetings. I love doing festivals in school outreach as I'll be doing for Earth Week next week at so many different schools because we need to share with people that even though I'm doing the magic trick and maybe doing the magic show, it's every citizen of Waterbury that is actually doing the magic when they put it in the recycling bin. They're the ones who are turning old things into new things, and they're the ones who are saving the city big money. Wow. And some, you know, the saying, the children shall lead them. There's a lot of times when a child comes home from school and is excited about something they've learned and helps the family then be informed or gain knowledge and is is that champion, as you called Viola earlier, to make change happen. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing to um to see. Uh, it, it, one of my favorite days was when I was asked to do, I think, some magic. I think it was at Driggs School, but I can't remember. And I performed some magic. And this is when we were still using the orange bins. And I handed out information about the program and how people could get a bin if they needed one. I got back to my office. The phone rang. And a woman said, hi, I'm calling because my son just got home from school. And he saw some environmental magician who told him I should call this number to get an orange recycling bin. Is this the right number? And I said, yes, ma'am, it is. <laughs> and I was free that afternoon. And I was able to, to get in my car and drive out and deliver 
deliver the bin to her. And that is the important thing. It's that personal connection. connection. And to my mind, personal connections are, are, are really important. We use Facebook and we use Twitter. Uh, so if any listeners are on Facebook and Twitter, please like us and follow us because we post updates about changes to schedule with snow or what's junk day and when do you get your leaves picked up. We have all of that on social media. Good to know. And so what are, what are your... Uh the tag. Well, if you yeah, just tags. look for Waterbury Recycling on Facebook okay. or on, on Twitter, uh, you'll find us. And it's a way to keep in touch. Personal connection is always best, but social media does help. When we announced our new recycling program in this fall, 13,000 views on that Facebook post. Wow. That's, that's more than 10% of the city of Waterbury yeah. saw that announcement. And that shows you that it's a way to connect. And what I love is, is I'll be going back and I'm going to be sharing uh, the story about Viola because I think people don't know all the good. There is so much good going on in the city. And as a newcomer, I perhaps see it more than other people who live here. Absolutely. I walked in, wow, I just found out what she's doing. Wow, I just talked to somebody yesterday who's working on something else. Yeah. I get so excited because I see so much going on there. And I think by sharing that on the Facebook and on Twitter, people might realize, Look what we are doing. Yes, absolutely. And I think what both of you are doing, uh, in, as you said, saves us money. So as a taxpayer, and if you're a listener that's a taxpayer, that should concern you. That should really concern you and make you happy to know that um, you're participating in that. But also to look at what our future holds with young people like Viola. And, and we have a city of those young people. Um, so that's exciting. I have one personal question I need to get an answer from the source. Sure. So before we had the new bins, mm -hmm. I was being scrupulous about washing my foam recycling trays and you know, I thought I was really contributing, <laughs> doing yeah. a good thing. Um, and now I know I can't put them in my bin. So, right? Sure. I can't. Well, here, and this is actually where we can sort of step outside of just the Waterbury boundaries. Okay. And I imagine there are many listeners today who are not from Waterbury, but they're from the surrounding communities. And to help them, I just will say that the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection has now one list of recyclables for the entire state. So it used to be that Waterbury would say no to pizza boxes, but New Haven might say yes to pizza boxes. Mm -hmm. And it was very confusing. Yes. It drove everyone crazy, okay. um, including the people who collect the recyclables. Uh, now what they've done is gone to all of the five major recycling centers in Waterbury, and they basically locked them in a room with a cup of coffee and some donuts and said, we're not letting you out until you agree on one list. Okay. So all of them said yes to pizza boxes, and all of them said no to styrofoam trays, and no to plastic bags in the recycling bin, and no to even shredded paper now. We can't take it because it's so small it can't be sorted, and it also tangles up in the machines. Okay. So okay. the big the big, big yes Surprise is pizza boxes, even if it's yes, greasy. Yeah. The big no is no plastic bags, no styrofoam, please. Right, right. Uh, and don't even put your recyclables in a plastic bag because they tangle up the sorting machinery and it's the workers have to stop the equipment and they have to cut out the plastic bags. So that's a trouble. If you people have plastic bags and would like to recycle them, they may do so at Stop and Shop. ShopRite and Target stores. Oh, good to know. And you put okay. them there separately. That way it's nice and clean. And those go back to, generally, to Trex. And Trex makes plastic lumber for use in your gardens and your decks. Yeah. American jobs being made 
by putting them into those sorting bins. So this is another way to help do the right thing and keep our own environment clean. Okay. Well, thank you, CJ May and Viola Flowers. You have been such. You've both been delightful, CJ. If you're interested, is going to be uh, part of a, a program today at the Silas Bronson Library on Grand Street in Waterbury at 2 p.m. And it's family friendly. Kids are out of school, so come on down and um, get informed and have some fun. And Viola, we're going to be hearing from. I know her her personal career goals have to do with uh, becoming possibly a lawyer. And you're so well spoken. I have no doubt. Whatever it is you decide to do, you will uh, do and do very well. So thank you both for being with us this morning. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to bring back our next segment um, with two new guests that um, have something myths and legends are going to be talking about. So stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Are back with your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and delighted to have in studio now with us um, two lovely women who I had the pleasure of one I've met before, and uh, well, actually, I met you both before. Now that now that I'm re- realizing that, but um, next week. Myself and our Palisader historian, Louis Belosi, Lou Belosi, um, who, by the way, takes those magnificent, many of the magnificent pictures you see uh, of the palace on Facebook or uh, in our ads and whatnot. Um, he and I will have been invited to present a program uh, at the uh, Jewish Community Center of Western Connecticut. Did I get that right? Jewish Federation of Western Connecticut. Jewish Federation of Western close. Connecticut. Close. <laughs> close. <laughs> okay. Um, but we have been invited to um, present a program called The Myths and Legends of the Palace Theater next Thursday, April 26th. Um, and we are so excited to have with us the... Uh, let me see if I get this right now. Um, Jade, which I love your name, Jade oh, Stoltz, you. who is the executive director of the Federation, and Tina Franquera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is the donor relations uh, coordinator. Yeah. And Tina and I met back last summer, and uh, we talked about some opportunities to do some programs because, of course, we want to reach out and we want people. Um, you know, not just in Waterbury itself, but in in the surrounding communities to know about the palace and to um, be excited to come. So Tina and I talked about this opportunity to do a presentation and as part of your overall programming. And you do so much out there that I don't think the average person even has an idea of. So, um, Tina, let's start with you. Tell us about the Federation. So the Jewish Federation of Western Connecticut, if I had to sum it up and distill it down, I'd say it's like the Jewish United Way. Okay? Because people understand what United Way is. And we are here to support the community, and not just the Jewish part of the community. We, our programs are open to everyone. And I think you're right. I think we're a pretty, um, you know, best kept secret in Southbury. We're on Main Street in a beautiful building. Yes, you are. And we do all kinds of things, really. Um, 
We do social service programming. We have a kosher hot lunch for seniors. We do it twice a week, twice a month rather on Wednesdays. It's called Love and Knishes. It's been around for a long time. It's great to come. People come and they make friends. They have a bite to eat and entertain. They have entertainment too. Uh, we do information and referral. There are a lot of people who need information. I need help from my parents. I need information about housing. I need information about where to go to get treated for something. And we do that through Brownstein Jewish Family Service. We serve all of Western Connecticut. We're located in Southbury, but we have a big catchment area, and it spans Greater Waterbury, Greater Southbury, Greater Danbury, and everything in between. Um, that's, we a, that's a big geographic area to be it's serving. It's a big chunk. Um, we also make grants. So we've given money to support education, nonprofits, and food insecurity. And believe it or not, I guess it's not that hard to believe that in our area, a lot of people don't have enough to eat or they've got to make choices. Mm -hmm. Do I buy groceries or do I buy my medications? So that that's a tough one. So we have made donations to local food pantries and Torrington and Danbury and mm -hmm. Southbury. We've done gift baskets and then we do fun cultural stuff. We love partnering with people. So we're very proud of the partnership with you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And likewise, we, we, you know, I think and CJ May was talking about it earlier, making connections is so important and we all are one we all yes. need one another it's so true um, I know you're going to be at our health fair and I'll plug that after um, I'd love for Tina to talk about this program and then I can circle back and talk about some absolutely. upcoming stuff absolutely so Tina as um, donor relations coordinator your job is to engage and bring people into the federation and kind of get to know what what offerings you have yes okay. um, so um, one point I just want to make to um, kind of going off of what Jade said is that I think a lot of people don't realize that we don't serve just the Jewish community. Um, the Jewish Federation is open to people of all faiths, um, beliefs, um, so anybody who wants to come and, and check out our programming is absolutely welcome to. Um, so one of the new um, pieces of the Federation is the William and Audrey Walzer Enrichment Center. And through this, um, we're trying to run a different series of cultural programs. We just had a very successful um, family event called Bubble Mania. Um, we have another. Oh, one. that's right. I, yep. I I saw him on TV last week. Casey Carl. Yes. I love him. I yeah, brought my amazing. kids when they were little. He's and awesome. He's great. He's awesome. Yep. He he came a couple weeks ago. We had over a hundred people, young kids there. It was really really great. And so this is all through the Enrichment Center. So your program um, that we're doing together, Myths and Legends of the Palace Theater. Is is going to be through the Enrichment Center, and I think it's, it's a great opportunity for um, people of all ages to come and learn about the theater, um, to come and check out our building, to learn about Federation. Um, it's a free program, which everybody loves free. Loves free. <laughs> who doesn't love free? And yeah. anybody who comes um, will receive a voucher for a free tour of the Palace Theater. That's so, right. Nice That's incentive. Right. Yeah, well, you know, we, like I said, we're trying to engage you know the the geographic area um, out in the suburbs as well as Waterbury. I mean, obviously we need to 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 be able to exist and sustain our building and have programs um, more frequently as people would love to see. So we need to reach out to um, people, and this is one way by going to them and saying, "Hey, here's a sneak peek. Here's a little taste of what you might 
find at the palace. And our building is so magnificent and so, so um, beautiful. There's so many like wonderful stories mm-hmm. and 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 history and uh, people who have performed there. That's fascinating. And there are myths and legends that go along with a theater. Our theater in particular, will be talking about many theaters have that kind of intrigue mm-hmm. and yeah. um, their own. So we're going to kind of uh, uh, de- deconstruct some of those or or, or not. <laughs> we might keep people intrigued. Um, and then we want them to take the next step and physically come to the theater if they haven't been or if they have it doesn't matter take the tour the tour is our tours are so popular we can't keep up so um you know we welcome that opportunity to go to you and 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 be a part of what you're offering in your enrichment center um that's just so you know that's like a no-brainer yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we're looking we're really looking forward to that um, Jade, what other things did you want to do you have going on that we can really uh, let our listeners know about? And I love the fact, love the fact, uh, again, well-kept secret, if you're listening and you're going, huh, I didn't know that, huh, I didn't know that, what's your website, first of all? www.jfed.net. Okay. So if you're hearing you know, bits and things and you want to go back and review them and get deeper in, please, by all means, go to the website. So what else is coming up? Well, you know, for people who want to get up front and close with their local legislators, we're doing a legislator's breakfast, a coffee, on Wednesday, April 25th at 8 a.m. And again, our location is 444 Main Street North, Southbury. And it's a chance just to come if you've got questions, if you've got concerns, your voice can be heard. Please join us. We, The more, the merrier. And um, it's, you know, your government in action. So they're here. Here. They're going to be uh, available to answer your questions. If there's something you want to champion, um, please join us. And the other thing, you know, life can get kind of heavy at times. We all know. Well, we're bringing a comedian to Edmond Town Hall. His name is Avi Lieberman. He's touted as the young Jerry Seinfeld. He's, oh. he's hilarious. He's just really funny. And it's on Thursday, May 10th at 7 p.m. So, again, go to the website, uh, jfed.net. Call us, 203-267-3177. Um, but, you know, a little laughter kind of makes the load a little lighter at this point. Absolutely. And, um, we'd love to have a lot of people for that show. And if if, if that is true that he's the, you know, uh, up and coming Jerry Seinfeld, that's it's it's a comer. Somebody you can say, I saw them at the start. Exactly. Right. So that's you saw him of, when. <laughs> that's a cool thing. Um, you, you know, when uh, we talked about um, not, you know, you're you're open, you're you you inclusive not exclusive and I think that's a message today that is so so important for people to hear and understand and the fact that you are offering your programming uh, to such a to anybody that's that's just you know I think that's an important message we need to do more of that and become more culturally um sensitive i guess to each other and 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 know that the things that divide us there's more that 
that bring us together that we have in common? So well said. You know, we fund local nonprofits. Um, as I said, the food pantries and um, women's domestic violence shelters, and we fund a um, you know wide variety of programs. We also fund programs in Israel. Okay, we have a commitment. Mm-hmm. Our sister city is the Afula Gilboa region, and we fund programs that also serve everybody. Jews, Israelis, Arabs, Bedouins, Druze, everybody, whether it's medical clowns to cheer people up when they're dealing with, you know, really serious illness, educational programs, vocational programs. And I think to your point, we're about building bridges and being the community convener and finding out more about what do we have in common as opposed to what sets us apart. And we do kind of, you know, Tina emphasize, I emphasize, we can't say it enough. You don't have to be Jewish to come to the Jewish Federation. And a lot of people aren't. We have veterans. We have moms. We have dads. We have single parents. We have people who are interfaith. One person's Jewish. One person's not. One person's agnostic. Truly, we just want to be there for the community to make our community stronger, much as you do. You know, you're providing great cultural stuff to make us enrich our lives to be more full. Um, And and I'm really with you on this message. Yeah. And I think, you know, we we had the story. student here earlier, Viola Flowers, and, you know, even sharing conversation, I, I know I love programs that bring uh, students from cities and students who live in you know the suburbs together, and they they begin to realize that you know we have a lot more in common than than not, and in how we can uh, work together to solve problems. Because isn't that what we all really need to be doing today? Here, here. I mean, we we really we have a lot of problems to solve, and so if we don't work together. I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, I'm getting the high sign that we're going to need to take one last break and we're going to come back and continue this conversation because I want people to also know a little bit about the beauty of uh, your campus. So we're going to talk about that when we come back right after these messages. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And we're back and we're chatting with Jade Stoltz and um, Tina Franquera. <laughs> I say that very, you know, I want to get it right, uh, from the uh, Jewish Federation uh, of Western Connecticut. And we're, we're, we've, we're talking before the show and some interesting uh, information conversation happened. And Jade was sharing that um, her husband is uh, actually a professional musician. So, And right now he's doing working on a tribute album to Greg Allman? Well, what's happening is David and I, um, David Stoltz is a pretty well-known bass player. He also plays guitar. And we perform together as a duo. We've performed at Federation and for mm-hmm. Love and Knishes. But he's the real rock star, and he's part of JMO's jazz band. And JMO is one of the founding members of the Allman Brothers Band. And it's just about a year since Greg Allman passed away. So everyone's gathering in Macon, Georgia, and they're going to do some musical tributes. They're there right now, and they're going to, you know, honor Brother Greg with um, some of the songs that he did. He did a great album called Southern Blood before he passed away. It was a Grammy-nominated album. And, of course, he was, you know, one of the biggies in rock and roll. Not too many people that don't know Greg Allman. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to research that because... I don't know that if 
I'm going to research to find out if the Allman Brothers ever performed at the Palace because we have such a history of um, during the 70s and 80s. The Palace was I call it the Rock Palace, and it was an important date on you know uh, to get for performers of that, that would be time. Fascinating. And we've had all the, you know, legends have been there. So I have to go back and check that out. Well, as See, I mentioned to you when we were chatting, we saw Chris Cornell perform there yes. 6 months before his untimely death. Yes, and yes. you know, I could the facility if you haven't been to the theater, all I can say yeah. is it's a yeah. treat for the eyes. It's a feast. It's gorgeous. The restoration is just perfection yes. for that alone. But the acoustics are great and that show was phenomenal. And one of your friends, one of your personal friends, actually has performed in our jazz series um, in our Polite Club, and that is Christine Ullman. Christine Ullman. I cannot say enough good things about Christine Ullman, the beehive queen, a Connecticut treasure. Yes. And she performs all over the state with her band Rebel Montez. But as I said, she still is the vocalist for the Saturday Night Live band. She's in New York all the time performing and making frequent trips to Muscle Shoals to the Fame Studios. She really she gets around. She does incredible stuff. Children's musical education. She donates her time. She helps with musical fundraisers. And she's just a phenomenal singer and guitarist and songwriter. If you haven't checked out Christine Ullman, you are missing out. Yes, absolutely. And I hope she comes back to our Polite Club for the Jazz Series next season. Um, And and this is, we're talking about music and all, oh, I did want to talk about your beautiful campus, so bring me back to that point in oh, a minute. okay. But you, you have another musical opportunity coming to the Federations um, in May, so let's talk to Tina about that. Yeah, so another really great um, family event we have coming up Sunday, May 6th at 3 p.m. is the Bossy Frog Band, and they're a pretty well-known um, children's folk band. Um, they have kind of like a Muppet character. Um, one of the guys uh, plays banjo. Um, you can look them up on YouTube if you want to know more about them, but they will be at Federation um, again Sunday, May 6th, and it, we encourage anyone to come. Um, bring your young kids. Um, it's sure to be a good time dancing and singing, and um, they have a pretty good following, so it's going to be another nice opportunity to you know spend the day with your family and your kids and with Federation. Lots going on. And, and, and finally, that beautiful campus, that beautiful campus out in Southbury, you know, where you're located. The first time I went there, um, I was just taken away. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous, very contemporary building. We've been there for 15 years. We're located next to a farm. And if you come in the nice weather, you'll see cows grazing in front of our building. <laughs> it's part of the arrangement we worked out with the farmer next door. It's just beautiful. And you're welcome for a tour anytime. Call me. I'm Jade. And we love to show off the building. There's a beautiful area for events. There are smaller rooms for breakout discussions. We're doing a health and leisure fair in June, which WATR is going to be covering. We're going to be broadcasting live for the entire fair, um, June 20. So you should definitely check that out. A lot of freebies, door prizes, um, great things happening. But it is—it's gorgeous. It's—it's it's worth the trip. That was our first um, trip out there as the palace last year. Okay. So, and we will definitely be back. It was a, actually, it was uh, we met 
made some great connections there. Um, we uh, met Carol Maximo from the uh, hearing aid specialists out in Southbury, who has become the sponsor of our open caption series now. So Amazing. Yeah, so it was a great, great opportunity for us. I want to thank you both for being there. Can't thank wait you. to thank come you. and visit with you next Thursday. Um, myself and Louis Belosi will be presenting a program at the uh, Federation in Southbury called Myths and Legends of the Palace Theater. And it's open to anybody. It's free. Yes. And there's a little light refreshments. Yes. And it's at... What time? One one thirty. One thirty. So, um, if you're listening and say, "Oh, that sounds interesting. I'd like to check it out. Like to check out more. Find out more about the federation." You're definitely welcome. Should people call to pre-register? Yes, um, definitely call to pre-register. You can call at two zero three two six seven three one seven seven extension three four zero. All right. And we've got just four minutes. So before we say our goodbyes for now for this uh, episode, this program today, I want to remind you that, of course, you know, we announced our Broadway series, the Webster Broadway series for 1819. And if you're interested in seeing shows like The Illusionist, direct from Broadway, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Book of Mormon, Legally Blonde, Tap Dogs, and Chicago. Chicago, which are the six shows in our series next year, please do give us a call at 203-346-2000. Um, we would love to send you some information. We, we've, we've just got awesome programming lined up for next year. We've, uh, we've uh, booked Tower of Power. That's coming back, and that is such a fun show. And I'm going to leak a little something. Um, we have confirmed a date for Alice Cooper in October. So those tickets don't go on sale until May. But um, if you were back in the day <laughs> at the palace and Alice Cooper was there back in the day, you want to re remember your your youth and that'll be a, a fabulous show fabulous he was just on uh, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar on Easter Sunday as uh King Herod and blew the roof off the place. So um, got rave reviews. We also have the Palace Fundraiser coming up 10.3. Get your tickets. It's May 18th. It is a night when that palace gets flipped on its head and every space has entertainment has a different theme. And this year the theme is through the decades. So we're going from the 20s right up to the 2000s. We get to dance on the palace stage. So it's a blast. And that is the fundraiser for our nonprofit performing arts center also we have the wine dinner coming up on may 31st and if you are a food or wine connoisseur and love fine dining and i mean fine dining this is an opportunity to really um, enjoy an evening that is pure elegance pure deliciousness pure everything everything over the top it is so um, if you're interested in that you can find out more uh, by calling 203-346-2009 and that's uh, direct dial to Natalie Lawler, our development officer. And I don't know, Johnny, you keep giving me the high sign. How much more time do we have here? Oh, about a minute 30. Okay, what else can I talk about? <laughs> oh, the Palace Raffle, of course, which is going on now and it's our annual um, 
uh, raffle and uh, fabulous prizes uh, from you know uh, uh, Cabo San Lucas to Kissimmee, Florida to a delightful bed and breakfast in Great Barrington, Yankees tickets. So again, ways to support the theater and don't forget Give Local coming up uh, uh, next week and our we'll be there at Starbucks to uh, chat. Frank Tavera, our CEO. So lots going on, people. Have a fabulous, it's going to warm up. They promised us it's going to warm up. At least we're going to have sun this weekend. Do something you love with someone you love this weekend. Arts oriented. Do something fabulous and stay tuned for our local news with, uh, coming up next and then Steve Knoxon for Talk of the Town. And we'll see you right here next time for Your Palace, Your Place. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place.